so that's kind of when we were like, okay, there, there's other things and doctors don't know everything and they don't care about us like we think that they do sometimes, you know, it's really our job to figure stuff out, especially when it comes to our kids. Hi, I'm Danielle. Welcome to the Birth Journeys podcast. It is my belief that our birth journey has a lasting impact that goes far beyond delivery. It is my hope that through these stories, you would find the insight, tools, and the courage to go on and have your own positive and empowering birth journey. Just as a reminder, any information you hear on this podcast is meant to inform and encourage you on your birth journey and not intended to replace advice from your medical professional. everybody. Welcome back to the Birth Journeys podcast. Today we have Sarah on and she's going to be sharing her stories with us. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for coming on and sharing your stories. Hi, Danielle. It's good to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to hear them. Um, why don't you just start out by telling us a little bit about yourself? So I am um, Sarah Jones. I, um, I'm 31 years old. I have five children. Um, my oldest is 10 and my youngest is almost two. She'll be two in January. So next month. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so and I am, oh, go ahead. sorry, <laughs> I no, am, okay. um, a birth doula and I, uh, do childbirth education and, um, I, um, homeschool my kids. So, yeah. Hmm. Cool. So where do you like to say that your birth journey begins? Um, I like to think I, so I'm the oldest of five kids. And, um, so I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. And, um, so whenever my husband and I got married, we kind of talked and we decided, okay, I think we'll wait a little bit, um, to have kids, uh, just cause he wasn't established in his career yet. And I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And so, um, we kind of just, we were like, okay, we can wait. Um, but, um, after I think we'd only been married like a month and then, um, we kind of got some really strong promptings that, um, we really shouldn't wait that, you know, our, our children are, were ready to come and, um, they were just waiting on us. So, <laughs> so, um, so we decided that we shouldn't make them wait. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we, um, decided that, yeah, it was time. And so, um, I think, and it didn't take us very long at all, uh, to get pregnant. I had heard, you know, sometimes after you go off birth control, it can take a little bit. Um, and so I was like, okay, well maybe that's why we're supposed to start trying now or whatever but um it did not take us very long at all um Mm -hmm. uh, we were married in september and by december uh i was pregnant with our first um so it didn't take us very long um at all Mm. but yeah so that was kind of the beginning um of our birth journeys, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, so how was that first pregnancy? What kind of care did you choose? Um, so <laughs> my aunt was an operating tech at the hospital. And so she, I always knew that I, I could just like ask her like which OB is the best. And she'd be like, oh, this one. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I was, so whenever we found out that I was pregnant, um, once we told our family, I was like, Hey, who is the the best OB? Who should I go see? She was like, Oh, do you want male or female? I was like, um, female. She was like, okay, well you should go to this person. I was like, Oh, okay. So, um, so I went the hospital route and, um, did that. And I had, um, a pretty good experience. The only thing um, that I didn't like was that my OB, I knew that she wasn't going to be there for my birth. So Mm. like, because it was, well, I was due in August and she can't remember if she was getting married or they were going on vacation. Anyway, it was one of those things. And so, um, it was just, she was like, well, if you have the baby, you know, a week before, then it'll be fine. If you have them later than that, then I probably won't be there. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but um, it being our first, you know, I didn't really um, – we were very medical-minded. Um, we didn't really um, know too much about the options, uh, especially in our area. And so that was um, – a little bit different. I, and I was young. I had him, um, when I was 20. And so Mm. he, yeah. So I was just really, I didn't know very much. I hadn't, um, prepared very much. I just thought, you know, the, the OBs, the doctors, they know what they're doing. They've done this a lot, you know, um, so they, they, they know what they're talking about. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and so we, we did do a childbirth education class, but it was through the hospital and, um, it was very much, um, like I walking away from that, I was like, okay, well, I had thought that maybe I didn't want the epidural because my mom, um, had, she always talked about how her epidural was the worst and she hated that birth the the worst. Like she only had one epidural with all five of us. Um, and so she was like that, it was just the worst. I didn't like it. So I was like, okay, well maybe I won't do the epidural. I don't know. But then after the birth class that we took, I was like, well, it sounds like I didn't, well, I didn't have very much faith in myself. I was like, I I knew I was a wuss when I came to pain. I was like, I can't handle pain. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think that I can do it without anything. Um, but the epidural sounded like it was the, it had the least effects on the baby and it was the the best for like the overall pain management. So I was like, okay, well, if I have to, if I need it, I'll just do the epidural. Um, so... Yeah, so we, yeah, so that was my takeaway from the the hospital birth class. I guess I'll just do the epidural. (laughs) Yeah. um, (laughs) But, um, yeah, Um, but his pregnancy went really well. It was really normal. Um, 
Looking back, I can see where I actually had really extreme fatigue. But at the time, you know, being my first, I was just like, oh, yeah, you're tired when you're pregnant. That's just how it is. Like, you know, um, but I was working uh, as a um, para at a elementary school um, with like first and kindergarten students. And so um, but like I we would go through the day and I like. I would have a nap with my student because they, they got a nap. And so I was like, oh, I'm just going to nap with them. Um, yeah, which, you know, I, I, I just didn't, I don't know. Like in my other pregnancies, I haven't, um, in my later pregnancies, once I found out, um, I had, um, an issue that needed help. Um, we, I didn't need that nap anymore, but it was just one of those things that as a first time mom, like I just, you know, you're tired when you're pregnant. Okay. Like mm-hmm. that's just how it is. Um, mm-hmm. but it was, it was extreme. Um, but I just didn't realize that at the time. Um, but other than that, um, and a little bit of swelling at the end, it wasn't really, it wasn't bad at all. I mean, it was a really normal pregnancy, <laughs> normal mm-hmm. than the rest of them after that. But, um, yeah, so it went really, really quickly. And I, I put in my two weeks notice in May when it was the end of school and I had him in August. So, um, we had a good summer and, it, it was the first grandchild for my parents, and so they were excited about that. Um, mm. And actually for my husband's parents, too. So, um, yeah, so that was kind of interesting, being the having all of the attention at his birth. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm. But, yeah, so I went into labor with him at... 39 and six. Um, and actually, and looking back, it was probably prodromal labor. Um, but again, as the first time mom, you don't really know much about that. So Mm -hmm. you just go in because that's what it is. It's labor. And you're so excited at that point. It was just like, Oh good. The baby's coming. Um, but I think that if we had stayed home a, lo- a little bit longer, it would have been fine, too, because he, we woke up at 6.30 and started timing contractions because my husband went to work at, like, 7. He had to leave for work, and so he, he was like, okay, do I need to stay home? Do I need to call in? I'm like, no, I I think you're fine. I it could take a while and it's it'll be fine. It's like okay, okay. So he left and like thirty minutes later I was like, mm, actually I think I'm gonna call somebody to take me in. <laughs> um, so and it was his parents lived close to us and my parents lived like thirty minutes away. So, um, I thought it was, it was really nice to have, to be able to be like, cause his parents were like 10 minutes away. And so I was like, um, I think 
that I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> I already sent Christian to work. Can you um, just like come to meet me at the hospital and he'll meet me at the hospital? Because the hospital was 30 minutes away too. So we, it was like a, anyway, but and he, Christian was at, in the town that the hospital was at. So he could get there in like two minutes. Um, so it was like, he was like, do you want me to come all the way back? I'm like, no, your parents can just take me. It's fine. Um, but then they were waiting around at the hospital, like the whole time that we were in labor. So that wasn't, that wasn't as fun necessarily, but, um, but yeah, so we went in, um, I think they had us checking in at like seven thirty ish and it was like just after the new nurse shift change or whatever. And so then, um, I, I knew I wanted the epidural, so we got the epidural. I don't even remember like how dilate. I think I was like at a three or a four when we came in, but I was contracting often enough that they were like, yeah, you're in labor. Okay. Um, and like my biggest worry had been, I'm not going to get there in time for the epidural. And so I was like, oh. I have to get there so I can get the epidural. <laughs> it's so funny, the mentality of a first time, like going in it for the first yes. time, you just like think everything's going to happen so fast and like, you know, you yes. have to rush to the hospital and you're going to miss getting the epidural. And, you know, it's just, yes. it's so funny. Like yes. when you, when you don't know and then it's your first time, it's like, yes. yeah, it's, it's going to be a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most likely, I for sure yeah 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 so yeah so we got there I got the epidural not very long after we got there and then um and like ever we were looking good like the the baby's heartbeat was fine and everything um I had been having lots of back labor though and so um like whenever I was feeling the contractions it was all in my back it was not Mm. like hardly anywhere else and so um like, I could feel my stomach harden and stuff, but it wasn't as bad as my back. Um, mm. So then, uh, anyway, so the epidural. And then I stalled at, like, 8 centimeters at some point. Aww. And we were at 8 centimeters for a long time. Um, and they gave Pitocin, and we did that. But at that point, like, I had no sense of time. It was just, like, I was just, like, trying to rest and, like, as much as possible because I was like, okay, I'm going to have to push him out like eventually. (laughs) So I better like rest. So, um, so I remember resting fairly a lot, although I was hungry. I was so hungry because I didn't, I don't, I can't remember if I ate very much before we left for the hospital, but I was like, I'm not really that hungry. But I know I should eat something, so I had eaten a little bit before I went to the hospital, but, but like, I didn't eat, so I was really hungry. And, um, and then we, and then finally they were like, um, you're at, like, a nine-ish, and I think that we can start practice pushes. And we were like, okay, I don't know what that means, but sure. <laughs> if, if if we're going to push, great, fine, let's do it. So um, so we started practice pushes. Um, but by the end of it, and we were actually pushing, um, 
it was like 90 minutes. It was, it felt like not very long, but long at the same time. Um, and I can't remember if like, I don't know, but I remember afterwards, my mom was like, I don't, I don't remember it taking that long for any of, any of you guys to, when I pushed, like it wasn't that long. And she was like, I, if you'd push for much longer, I, I was going to say they should just take you back for cesarean. And so like, mm -hmm. after she told, like, after this is like after he was born and, and everything. So like, I'm like, thankful you didn't like say that while I was pushing. Cause that would have freaked me out yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Cause like, that was my worst. Like I did not want a cesarean that I absolutely did not. And so like that, that was my biggest fear going in was that I, something would happen and I would need a cesarean and I just did not want that. Um, but thankfully that did not happen. The doctor who was, um, on call for my doctor, he was really great and he, um, and he, um, was able to, um, just be patient. I mean, he, um, like, I didn't even know that, uh, my son was sunny side up until, um, like his head was already out and they were like, Oh, guess what? He's sunny side up. I wonder it took so long. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> good to know. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, he, he, yeah, we pushed for 90 minutes and then he was there, but I was so exhausted just like it was, let's see, he was, we got checked in at 7.30. He was born at 6.22 p.m. So it was just, it felt like a long time, but like looking and hearing like other people's stories, I'm like, man, I was kind of lucky that it was only 12 mm -hmm. hours and not, yeah, not like 24, or 36 or anything like that. Um, but, but yeah, he just, he was really big too. He was, um, nine pounds, seven ounces and 19 inches, I think. Um, so he was big and he had the biggest cone head. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was so bad, but, um, but he was alert. He was so alert. And, um, I mean, I, I was, I was exhausted, but he, yeah, it, he just was so big, and um, I tore really badly with him. I I don't even I don't remember the degree of tear. I want to say it was second between second and third degree, but um, anyway, it was really a big tear. But he, I mean, you know, they stitched it up, and it was fine. I didn't. I didn't have any like really bad healing or anything like that. It really healed well. And like, I didn't have any pain or anything, um, like far afterwards, you know, um, you know, immediately after it's really painful, but, uh, yeah. you know, after the first few weeks, it wasn't too bad. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I did experience some, um, postpartum depression with him. Um, it was more anxiety than depression. Cause like I had been around babies my whole life. Um, 
because I was the oldest of my family and I was the oldest mm-hmm. cousin. And so like, it was just like, I knew about babies and, and kids and, um, but it was, I think it was just like the overwhelm, you know, of, oh my gosh, now I am in charge of this like little life and mm. like, I, I'm going to hurt them. Like, I can't, I, I'm supposed to like take care of them. And what if I, you know, something happens? What if I, you know, do this wrong or that wrong or anything, you know, and it just like, and then, you know, just the overwhelm of not very much sleep and stuff. And so my mom was my angel. She came, we, he was so good in the hospital and he slept for us in the hospital like at night. And so we were like, Oh, this is good. Like he would go for five hour stretches. So we were like, Oh, this is great. And then he got home and everything changes. And yeah. <laughs> he decided that he was not going to sleep like that at home. So yeah, it was not fun, but, but my mom came, um, even though she was working, um, during the day, she came for the first week at home and, and helped us get through, um, but it was, yeah, it was rough that first week, but, um, but I didn't, I did end up getting on, um, antidepressants, uh, Zoloft for, um, the la, yeah, for hit the rest of, yeah, for, um, the rest of that time. And then, um, well, the whole my next pregnancy, the whole, the whole time I was pregnant, my next pregnancy. So, and actually, so we, so we went on birth control cause I was like, I can't handle this, um, again really soon. And so we were like, okay, that's fine. We'll just wait a little bit. Um, but when my oldest was about 10 months, we, um, found out that we were pregnant again. I'm like, how does this work? Like when you were on the birth control? Yes. Yeah. So I was on birth control and because I was like, I can't do this for a a little bit. I don't think, I think we just need to wait. And we were like, okay. But, uh, you know, God, he thinks that that's funny sometimes. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. So I was pregnant again at, when my oldest was 10 months so and that was kind of freaky I was like okay god are you really sure about this I don't know that I can do this again (laughs) um like right now I don't know that that's you know super smart but um okay that's what that's what we'll do um yeah because you know what do you think that reserve Oh, sorry. What, what did you think that reservation came from? Was it just from the, um, from I the think anxiety? I really, or... Yeah, I think I was just really um, worried about my mental health and, like, mm-hmm. um, that aspect. Because I had never, like, looking back, I had had some anxiety and depression, like, middle school, high school, but not like anything that I couldn't handle, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so 
like just being on the Zoloft, like really, I was like, I, I haven't had to deal with this before. Like, so it was just kind of, I think it was just kind of freaky for me and I didn't really like know what to feel about it. Um, but you know, I wanted to be the best that I could be for my son and I wanted, you know, the best for them. And I knew that I couldn't be that at that point without mm-hmm. help, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think, and I think I just, you know, that selfishness you want to enjoy, you know, your, mm-hmm. your child. And so I was yeah. kind of, I think I was just kind of, it was just a surprise and unexpected and I wasn't sure, um, you know, if I could handle two, you know, under two and mm-hmm. not, um, not go more crazy. Like, so I, I think I was just a little bit freaked out about postpartum again and like how yeah. things would go with that. Um, yeah. And yeah, things were just, and we were in transition. My, um, husband was changing jobs and we just, things were just unsure. Like we just didn't know what exactly we were going to do, what was going to happen. Um, and so, yeah. So whenever we were, let's see, I, we found out we were pregnant in June and then by the end of August, we were moving. We moved on to the Springfield, Missouri area, and um, my husband had a job there, but we weren't. Um, we lived with family for a couple of months, and um, and that time we got a stomach bug, and I ended up in the ER because we weren't. We, I was not keeping anything down, and we were like, okay, this is not good for the baby. So we ended up in the ER with that, and um, that's when we found out that I was really low on potassium and magnesium, and they thought, okay, well, we'll give you some potassium and magnesium, it'll be fine, come back, um, I can't remember if they said come back tomorrow or in a couple days, and we'll check your levels again, just to make sure that they're back to normal. We're like, okay, great. So, um, we, we went back for the blood tests, but, and we hadn't got a doctor yet. We hadn't had a, um, like chosen a new care provider yet. And so, um, we were just, we didn't have any, um, an OB to go check with. So, um, we were, they sent us to the residence, um, there, which is never, my advice mm-hmm. to everyone now is don't go to residence when, <laughs> when you're pregnant. I know they need practice, but just sometimes it's better not to practice on, yeah. on uh, <laughs> pregnant people. But, um, <coughs> sorry. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so we, <clears throat> we were doing that. And, um, they, like we went in, I can't remember when, when I went in to get my bloods done again, but they, um, they called us in like the middle of the night and they were like, 
you are really low. You really have to come in. It's an emergency. Like, are you sure you're feeling okay? I'm like, I was just asleep. Like, uh, I'm fine. They're like, well, it's really an emergency. You're really low. And we were like, oh, okay. So like we, we left our son with our, my in-laws, um, and we went to the emergency room and they're like, oh yeah, you were really low and we'll give you some, some magnesium IV and then we'll, we'll send you home in a couple hours. We were like, oh, oh, okay. Like, is it, is it really not that big of a, why did we have to come in the middle of the night if it's not the big of a deal? <laughs> but, um, yeah. And so that, that happened. So they called us that time and they, they called us one more time in the middle of the night, but that time we were like, it wasn't an emergency then it's not an emergency now. We'll just go in the morning. <laughs> and so that's what we did. But they, they were like, okay, this is the second time this has happened. We're going to admit you and try and figure out what's going on. And we were like, wait, wait, we, you can't admit us. We don't have family here. Like we, there, my husband has to work. Like I can't, I, I, we have a son. We can't like, just, I can't be in the hospital, like, and, and not be able to take care of him. And they were like, well, we really need to figure this out because it's not good for your body and the baby to be so low in magnesium. And, um, and we're not, we're not able to, to keep it at the right level. And so we were like, okay. So we ended up, I ended up being in the hospital for two weeks. We had amazing church family who took care of my son and, um, my brother and sister-in-law were, were, um, we were living with them. So it was, it was fine, but it was just one of those things that we were like, okay, what is going on? Um, and they never did like bring a good, like diagnosis. They, um, they mentioned Gittleman syndrome at the time, which is a genetic disorder that, um, your body doesn't absorb magnesium and, pot uh, and potassium um, very well, but they didn't, um, they didn't, like, call for any follow-up. They didn't um, do anything. They just were like, well, you might have this, but we're not really sure. Um, but you've been here for two weeks, and you're not like having any heart symptoms or any, uh, other things. So we're going to just let you go and we'll continue to do the oral potassium. And since the magnesium, we can't get it to the right levels. Um, just with the oral pills, we're going to have to, um, have to have you come in twice a week for magnesium infusions just to the outpatient um, building or whatever. And we were like, Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> and by that point I was five months ish pregnant. And so, um, so we, we did that and, um, I had, um, people watch my son for four hours, two times a week so that I could 
go to the infusion center and get infusions. Um, and it was not fun. Um, my, my second was due, he was born in February. Um, and we were going twice a week for the infusions. Um, he, we got to 40 weeks and, um, they were like, okay, we're going to schedule for induction next week. Um, so he better come. We're like, okay, he better come. Um, but with him, we had had a couple of, um, due dates. And so the first due date we had was February 17th and the, like the hospital due date that they had, um, cause we had had, I had gotten prenatal care before we came down to Springfield area. And then, um, and so their date was, um, the 17th of February. And then, um, the, the new date that they had me at was like the, can't remember it was like the I want to say it was like the uh, he was born the 12th and it was it must have been like the the sixth or something that he was supposed to be be due um by their calculations or whatever and no it was the fifth the fifth of February is when he was due um, anyway, and so I was like, well, I don't know, according to the other date, it was, he still has time, but whatever. Um, but I was just like hoping and praying. I was just like, please just come before the induction. Mm-hmm. I don't want an induction. That's not what I want. Um, and so he actually, um, he decided the day before we were supposed to go in for induction that he was going to come. So he um, started labor on a Tuesday, and my mom and my sister, thankfully, were in town. And actually, my mom had um, my mom and sister had been helping me all day. We'd been doing um, stuff, and we were going to make homemade pizza that night. And so we we were like about to make the pizza, and my mom was like, "Are you having a contraction?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, I think I've been having them for a little bit. And she's like, oh, well, okay. Let me know if, you know, they get bad. I'm like, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, yeah, so we were having that, and we got through making the pizza. My husband got home from work, and he was like, honey, you're having some kind of bad contractions have you been timing them? I'm like, no, no, they're not that bad. They're not, they're not that close. It's fine. He's like, no, I, I'm going to time them. And so he's like, you just eat dinner and then we're going to get ready and we're going to go. I'm like, well, you haven't even timed them yet. Like, just don't, don't worry mm-hmm. about it. It's fine. He's like, so I was in complete denial. I'm like, no, it's not really labor. It's fine. And he's like, no, really, I think it is. And so we had dinner, and he's like, okay, you're getting your shoes on, and we're going to go. I'm like, no, I, I'll get my shoes on, fine, whatever. And I'm like, just, I'm having contractions, and and uh, it's fine, though. And he, 
he's like, okay, we're going to go. Um, and my, my sister was there to watch my son. And so my mom was like, um, I'll come with you. And I was like, okay, great. So yeah. So we headed to the hospital. It was still like 30 minutes away. So we <clears throat> get to the hospital and I think I was like at a five or a six or something. And they were like, oh yeah, yeah. You're having good contractions. Like, yeah, I can tell. I, they're really getting good. <laughs> and um, and so we got the epidural and um, did that. I don't remember them giving me Pitocin. They did give me magnesium and potassium um, just because I had been low on that the whole time. And so they wanted to make sure that that stayed up. And then... Um, I always, so my husband argues with me, but I always, it was, it was this birth that he missed and not my daughter's birth because this birth went so quickly, um, that it was like, we, we got there. It felt like we got there and we got the epidural and then like I rested for a little bit and then like it was time to push and I like, he came out so quick compared to my my last we pushed for like I I pushed three times I feel like and he was out and mm. I'm I start pushing and I looked over at my mom and I was like mom where is Christian and she's like he had to step out honey and I was like oh okay but I had known like from <laughs> the beginning that he he's really bad with blood and so like I, he was, he's, he had always told me, okay, if I'll be fine, as long as I'm at your head and I don't see any blood, I'm fine. So I was like, okay, great. But apparently he like, they didn't cover me up very good or something. And he was like, I just got to step out for a little bit. <laughs> and so he missed the birth, but, oh, um, no. <laughs> but he, and he freaked the doctors out coming back in because they were like, that door was locked. And he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, I just went out of it. Um, anyway, but yeah, so there's, but he always says that it was my, my daughter's birth, the, our third, but I was like, I really think it's, it was the second one, but anyway, but yeah, so my second son, he came out, um, nine pounds, 14 ounces. He was big again. And so I, especially after our first, we were like, wow, he's really big. Um, and he, my first was long. And so that kind of took away from his like chunkiness, but my second, he was so chunky and so cute. <laughs> um, so he, he's our little stocky, stocky kid, but, um, yeah. And so that was, it was, it was a good, it wasn't a bad experience. It was just different. And it was, um, it was different too, because we had residents. And so like when it came time to push and there was, there was like, it felt like there was a lot more people in the room than, mm. um, I remember being there for my son, um, my first. And so like, because there was the resident who had been seeing me and then there was like, I feel like there was like two, 
maybe one or two other residents and like the, the doctor like over them or whatever. And so like, it just seemed like there was a lot of people. Um, and then when it came time, I did have a tear, um, but it wasn't very big or anything. Um, and so it just, it felt like that, like them sewing me up took a long time as well. Like it just felt like a long time, but with mm -hmm. a resident, you know, they, they probably hadn't done it before too many times, you know what I mean? So they were just like, okay, like just learning. And like you, like I could, I remember like the doctor over them being like, okay, now take this part and do this. But like, I, like my son was just fine. And like, he was on me and he breastfed for a long time. He fed for a long time. Um, at the beginning too, like, I swear it was like 30 minutes on each side and then he was wow. asleep, but it was just like a long time. We got to hold him, which was good, you know, <clears throat> mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, so that was my second. Um, and I, I had some postpartum depression with him, but not, not as much or as bad. I feel like um, as my first, um, and so, so yeah, recovery was pretty good, and, um, again, my mom and my sister, um, because of what all had gone on with his pregnancy, um, they stayed for a while longer, um, just to help us everything and help get us settled and that kind of thing um so that we were we were pretty good um by the time they left it wasn't it was like I want to say they stayed for like two weeks but I could be wrong anyway it was a good long time and it was it was good for us um but yeah so that was number two, and he's our sweet, sweet boy. <laughs> but so you had mentioned that you were on Zoloft. Did you end up staying on it the entire pregnancy then, or did you? Come I off was. Of it at some I point? was. I was on a low dose the entire pregnancy, and actually, after he was born, um, I can't remember how long after he was born, um. I really felt like I needed to come off of it. Um, and so we worked on doing other things. Um, we did St. John's work for a while and, um, a few different, um, herbs and just trying to keep, um, my potassium and magnesium levels. Um, we, so we went back for that a couple of times after birth. Um, but it seemed like they went up fairly quickly, and so we um, we weren't as concerned about that necessarily. Um, but yeah, so I got off of the Zoloft, I think, maybe when he was four months. We weaned off slowly. I can't remember exactly. But I think he was four months. Um... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we got off of yeah, so I got off of that after he was born. 
Um, but mm-hmm. they had told me while I was pregnant with him that it was fine. Um, and so I didn't feel the need to get off of it um, mm-hmm. until afterwards. But, yeah. So. so do you think that that contributed at all, like you being on it for, like, the first few months? Like, do you think that that kind of probably helped with postpartum depression or... I guess, how would you really um, know? Think, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell, um, at this point now, but I think, um, I, it's, it's just hard to tell. I think it might yeah. have some, um, but I think also addressing the potassium and magnesium issues during pregnancy, um, Cause later on with my third, when we became pregnant with her, um, we our, our goal, the entire pregnancy was not to have to do the infusions again. So we, um, we really focused on trying to get, um, potassium rich foods and, um, magnesium rich foods in. And, um, <clears throat> uh, we went on better, like, uh, supplements and tried, um, cleaning up our diet a little bit. And so like, I think, and we did, like I said, we researched some, um, during her pregnancy about, because obviously the doctors were not concerned about finding a diet, finding a diagnosis for us. So we were like, we, there's got to be something that's going on. Um, so Mm -hmm. we were looking at different things and, um, just in our research, we came across that um, that uh, depression can be caused by the low potassium in the brain, um, which then causes the, the different mood stuff. And so we were like, oh, mm-hmm. well, maybe that was a contributor in the first place. Like, maybe, I like, especially thinking back, I was like, I was really tired with my first pregnancy, but I didn't know what it was. Like I didn't realize that it was that bad, you know? And so I wonder if, if it, it had just compounded, you know, it had just, um, continued after, you know, my body just could not make up that potassium and magnesium. And so it Mm -hmm. just, kept going down, you know? Mm. Um, and so, so that's what we've thought maybe that, um, that had a factor in it too, that, um, you know, and it's not always a, um, factor for people, but, um, with the Gittleman syndrome and not realizing that that's what I had at the very beginning, um, it's very highly likely that it, it was, um, the cause and issue of a lot of the depression and, um, anxiety that I had. Mm. Um. Yeah. It's just so interesting to me, like how, you know, you can, you can, if you want to, I mean, not all the time, but like you can really dig deep and like find those root causes. And I mean, a lot of times that's what it is. It is like some sort of a deficiency, but Mm -hmm. because, like standard like medical stuff that's just not what they do like they don't 
you know, they don't, they don't dig deep like that, like, like say a naturopath or something may. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So that's, that's so interesting to me that you, I guess you don't know for sure, but you may have found, you know, kind of the, the cause of that and able to supplement with other things and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we we really do think that that's probably most of what it was because um, all of my later pregnancies have been so much better. Um, but mm-hmm. it's because, like, it, we, we've addressed the problem. Like, the potassium and magnesium has been addressed during pregnancy. And then um, after my last two we've stayed, uh, we've continued to do oral potassium to keep my potassium at a good level. So, um, so yeah, I think it, for me, it it was definitely a, a contributor to my mood issues. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So how about your third? How long after you had your second, did you? Um, so after... My second, we, again, we kind of wanted to wait, um, but we decided that, um, especially after a few months taking birth control, I was like, I don't really, I don't think that this is helping with, um, my, my potassium magnesium stuff. I don't think that it's, Mm. um, it's serving us like it should. And so... Um, we talked about it a lot, but we, um, and there was the fact that we had tried not to get pregnant before and it didn't work very well. So yeah. <laughs> what's the if point? God, right. If God really mm. wants us to have a baby, it's going to make it happen. So, mm-hmm. um, so we, I did go off birth control at like six months after he was born. Um, but we were not ready to have another one. Um, and, and thankfully God knew that too. So he, um, if we didn't get pregnant again until, um, my second was, I think just after he turned a year old, um, we found out we were pregnant again and, um, we were due in October. And so, um, that was fun. Um, cause we had, <clears throat> we had also had like, before we decided, okay, we really are going to try because in between that, um, and that year we kind of had gone through a, um, you know, looking for actual answers and not natural things and, and different, um, things, especially, um, you know, just different ways of doing things and not just the medical. Um, cause my second, he also had issues with dairy and, um, just like his GI tract was really had issues. And so we, um, we were trying to figure out what was the best thing to do for him and his, um, diet and different things. And so, um, cause the doctors had wanted us to put him on Miralax and just like as a daily supplement for him. And I was like, mm. I don't, I don't think that that's okay. <laughs> like there's, there's yeah. gotta be something else that we can do. And so, 
So we had cut out dairy, and once we cut out dairy, he was, like, so much better. And so so that's kind of when we were like, okay, there, there's other things, and doctors don't know everything, and they don't care about us like we think that they do sometimes, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. it's really our job to to figure stuff out, especially when it comes to our kids. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, we kind of went on that kind of journey. And then um, we had decided that, you know what, there were so many other places that um, God could send his children than to our home. And if we were going to prevent him from sending them to our home, how sad would it be if there were children that had to go to a home where their parents didn't love each other or they didn't have enough means to take care of them or um, didn't, you know, have a knowledge of God and and Jesus Christ, you know. So we, um, we very much felt that, okay, we we need to be that place and we need to be willing to take what Heavenly Father has for us and, and these blessings that he has to give us. Um, you know, even though it, it stretches us and it grows us, it's, it's what it's supposed to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so we had that experience. And so we, um, we were ready to have another one. And, um, again, like throughout her pregnancy, we were just, um, trying to avoid the infusions like we had with my son. So, um, we did all of the supplements, all of the, the natural things that we could, we, um, cleaned up our diet and we were eating really clean and not, um, processed and just really, um, trying really hard um and it worked we didn't have to do infusions with her and um we went um through her whole pregnancy and I didn't have to be in the hospital um and um we were seeing with her I went to a practice um and an OB practice and they sent me to um, a maternal fetal medicine doctor, um, just because of my potassium and magnesium issues. And so, um, they had sent us to them and, um, it was funny cause I had an appointment with them like every month and I guess it's just like their routine to do an ultrasound, like with their maternal fetal medicine clients, like every time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, with her pregnancy, like we, got an ultrasound like every month. And so it was really like, it was a little bit different, but the, but the tech, like almost every time was like, what are we seeing you for again? Like, everything looks good. Why are we seeing you? I'm like, um, nothing like with the baby. It's just my blood work. They're like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, you're like, they're like, you're the most normal client we have. Why do we, why are we, why are we doing an ultrasound? But, um, yeah, so that was kind of interesting to be like, oh, (laughs) yeah, I don't, I don't actually need an ultrasound every month. I don't know what that's about, but, um, but yeah, so that was kind of an interesting, 
um, I think they were always like, why are you here again? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, but, and I mostly saw the nurse practitioner with the maternal fetus and I didn't even see the doctor except my very first appointment. Um, and so that was different too. I was like, oh, obviously I'm not that big of a deal. Like they, they don't care that much. Um, -hmm. so that, yeah, that was just kind of a different experience. And we were like, okay, well, I guess we're, it's not like it. I, I think it, it, it was one of those things. If I had been having like heart palpitations and like different other symptoms that like the low potassium and magnesium can cause, it would have like given us more priority if that makes sense. But I just wasn't like my biggest symptoms were my fatigue and my mood. And I could tell that those were doing better. So I, I wasn't as concerned, um, about it. And so I think that they were not that concerned about it. And, um, and so that kind of gave us a little bit of confidence that, okay, it's not, I'm not dying. Like it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, cause with my son, it really felt like that, that like there was something that was going to go wrong. Like any minute, like I was going to die. He was going to die. Like something was going to happen. Um, but with her, we just were not. And, and she was our one that we knew, like we knew we were going to have a, have a girl eventually. Um, cause we had her name already. Like my boys, we, we have the hardest time with names. And so, um, before we were even married, my husband had our daughter's name. He was like, what do you think about this name? And I was like, oh, I like it. Like what's, you know, I don't, I don't really have a preference. And he's like, okay, well, I think that this is going to be our daughter. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, he's like, I had this dream and it was really weird. And, and I heard her name and I was like, okay, cool. Um, so like, so with each of my boys, I was like, this is the one, this is my girl. And, <laughs> and so I had wanted, so I did have a little bit of the gender disappointment cause I had really wanted a girl. And, um, so with each of my boys, I was like, okay, fine. I, I'll have a boy. It's fine. And then, mm-hmm. and so then finally we have our girl and, and, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely nice to be able to say, ha, we know this name. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, but she's been our only one that we knew her name, um, before <clears throat> anyway. Um, so yeah, the, the pregnancy went fairly smoothly. Um, after, I mean, besides seeing the maternal fetal medicine and, and things, um, when did I go into labor with her? She, oh yeah, right on her due date. (laughs) It was right, it was right on her due date. We were going to church and I had been having contractions that morning and church was like 30 minutes away. And so we, we, in the same town as the hospital. So we went um, to church and my husband realizes that I'm having contractions like in the car on the way there. And he's like, are you okay? Like, um, I'm having contractions, but it's fine. We're, you know, it, we have time. It's fine. He's like, 
are you really sure? Do I need to just drop them off and, like, go? Do we need to just go to the hospital? I'm like, no, it's fine. We'll go to church. And so we went, and I can't remember how long into church. It was, like, maybe 30, 45 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I got to walk around. And he's like, um, are you timing these contractions? I'm like, no, I'm not timing them. He's like, okay, well, I think that we should time them. I'm like, yeah, but if they're not that close, then it's fine. And I don't feel like they're that close. And he's like, okay, fine. And so I walked around for a little bit and I came back and I, um, he's like, sit down and we're going to time these contractions. I'm like, okay, fine. So he's timing them and, but I'm like, I'm still like, I, I think we still have time. Like it's fine. And, um, anyway, so he's, he finally convinces me that it's, it's actually time to go. I'm like, okay, I think you're right. I think it's time to go. And so we head to the hospital and they, they were going to send me home. They're like, no, you're really not that dilated. Your contractions aren't moving that quickly. Um, you can stay and walk around for an hour. And so they had me walk around for two hours and then I, well, no, they had me walk around for an hour and then they were like, uh, you're still not that dilated. I think we can probably send you home. And I'm like, no, we're not leaving until this baby is here. Like we live 30 <laughs> minutes away by the time we get home and then get back. Like we'll be, I'm going to not be able to have the epidural. It's no, it's not okay with me. So I was like, we're just going to, they're like, well, you can stay and walk around again. I'm like, how about you give me a birth ball and I'll sit on the birth ball for an hour because I am tired of walking. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. So they, they got us a birth ball and we did the birth ball for an hour. And they, so by the time they came back to check, they were like, oh yeah, I think we can, you know, it's like, great. Thank you. So mm-hmm. we did that. And, um, let's see, we went in about 11 a.m. I think, and she was born, she was born, I want to say at like 10.30 at night, but it was a really, I mean, it was a really easy labor, and again, like, I pushed once, and she was out. And she, Mm. like, but she was our tiny, tiny one. She, even though she, like, measured just as big in my belly as the boys, she was 7 pounds, 12 ounces. And she, wow, yeah, she was teeny compared to the boys. So I'm like, no wonder she, like, was out in one push. I was like, did I even (laughs) push? Like, oh, she's here. So, um, so that was nice. And she, yeah, she just was so tiny compared to the boys. And, um, the, yeah, the boys just loved her to death. Um, they, well, they first weren't sure. And then we had a, a friend come and visit in the hospital and she threat she's, she's an old lady. So she was, she's funny, but she's, she was like, I, can I take her home with me? I think I'm going to take her home with me, boys. And they're like, <laughs> no, she's ours. 
and so it was so cute to see them like connect with her and be like no she's supposed to be with us like Aww, we don't know about her yet but she's supposed to be here like so it was cute to see them um and do that but yeah so yeah so then after her birth um we kind of we found essential oils and we got um into that and that really helped my um postpartum depression anxiety with her as well um was using the oils to help um my mood and and help um just manage things um with that so that that was really helpful and we we used those um well, I still use those, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it her her postpartum was really I don't know. It seemed fairly easy, um, even though I don't know. My sister had been living with us for a little bit, and so she um, she was there to help with things and the kids and. Um, everything and so that was really really helpful um and uh we found out actually that she also has Gittleman syndrome and so um so now we have a lot to talk about but um but yeah she (laughs) she doesn't live with us anymore but she at that time she did and and um she was so helpful um and I think that also helps to have family to to help um in that postpartum time. Yeah. But yeah, that was my daughter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, then. So leading up to this point, did you feel like all, all of your, like, as far as like prenatally and like actual birth, like in the hospital system, like you felt like they were good experiences and you were um, treated well and you got kind of what you wanted and um, I like, think, is that how you, you felt or? I think to a certain degree, yes. I think um, the only like one that we really had complaints about was my son and the residents. But I think a lot of that was just because we were discontent with how they handled my potassium and magnesium and we never got a follow-up from a nephrologist about my potassium and magnesium like and we never um like they just it felt like they just like were done like after the birth Mm -hmm. and so we were a little bit like on our own um and so that we were not as happy with that one um Mm -hmm. but Otherwise, we, like, doing our own digging and research, we had also, like I said, just come to the conclusion that, like, it was up to us. Like, the doctors, they, like, care that you don't die, like, on their watch. And that was (laughs) about it. (laughs) Like, you know, they, like, they just didn't, uh, I don't know, like, we just were not that important 
And, um, like, so it was really up to us and, um, like our job to take care of ourselves kind of thing. Um, and to know, like, and especially after my third, we kind of got to the point that, you know, it's our job to know our bodies and like what's normal for us because the doctors don't know. They just know what the papers say is normal, you know, and, and if you don't fit in that box, then yeah, you're abnormal. But if you fit in that box, then to them, you're normal. It doesn't matter like what other symptoms you're having or what other, mm-hmm. um, you know, issues or anything. It, it, it's, it's not in this box of abnormal. So you're probably not dying and you're fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, we had kind of come to that, um, that stage I guess where we were just like you know it's it's not their job it's our job to make sure Mm -hmm. things go right yeah you know okay so how about um going from number three to number four um so we actually had um a miscarriage in between three and four so we got pregnant again about, um, about a year after my third. And with my third, I didn't go back on birth control. Um, we did the, uh, natural family planning and, um, so, um, and I didn't get my period back. So with all my others, I got my period back like right away. Um, but after her, I didn't get my period back for like 11 or 12 months, I feel like. Um, Mm. and, and part of that was because she, she nursed a lot overnight. So she, um, and we would bed share. So she, um, she was like my most congested child. I felt like she just was so congested a lot. And so we, Hmm. um. We, I breastfed her a lot during the night and then, um, and then I weaned her at 12 months. So, um, and that's another thing that I, um, decided after, um, my first that I was not going to, um, be pregnant and nurse at the same time, just like with my potassium and magnesium stuff that went on. Um, with my second pregnancy, we decided part of that was because I was still nursing my first, like when we Mm. got pregnant with my second. And so like part of that was probably just depletion from the first pregnancy still. And so, um, that was something that, that we decided for my health that we just, we were not going to try whenever I was breastfeeding still. So, um, so we, um, got pregnant again. Um, I want to say about 13, she was about 13 months. Um, and we, um, we had, we had started care with midwives, um, a midwife practice in our area. And, um, they, um, I went to my first appointment at eight weeks and they didn't require to do a first ultrasound. Um, they just required like the 20 week anatomy ultrasound. And so, 
um, we were like, okay, we can do that. That's, that's cool with us. Um, and so, uh, we, um, we did that, um, that first appointment and she tried to find the baby's heartbeat on the Doppler, um, because they, they were like, well, you know, you're small enough. We could maybe find the heartbeat. Um, but don't be like disappointed if we don't find the heartbeat. I'm like, okay, you know, no big deal. Um, and we didn't find it and that was, that was fine. They were fine with it. Um, and then, uh, just before my next appointment, which was a 12 week appointment, um, I had been running around all day with the kids, like doing errands and getting stuff. And I just, with this, with this pregnancy, I just had felt like I didn't want to tell anybody. Like it wasn't, um, but I started showing a lot earlier. And so I was like, I don't want to tell anybody, but my husband like had told several people. And so I was like, I think that we should just wait. And he's like, Oh, okay. Like we can wait. No big deal. Um, but we, like, we hadn't had a miscarriage. And so we, um, it was like, I don't know. I don't know where that feeling came from, but it was just a, I think, I think we should just wait. And we hadn't told, like, I don't know. I usually like to wait until like 12 weeks to tell people. So, um, so with that one, it was kind of a, um, anyway, it was kind of a different feeling, like, cause I, I just didn't, I didn't feel like we should tell people. And, and then, um, anyway, I had been running around with the kids doing errands and, um, I'd felt like really crampy, but I was like, you know, it's still early. It's probably just around ligament pain, like no big deal. Um, but we got home that day and I was bleeding and I was like, this is not good. Like this has never happened before in any of my pregnancies. There is something wrong. And so I called the midwives and they were like, okay, well, if the bleeding continues, if it gets worse, um, definitely if you feel like, um, it's a lot of blood, go into the ER and, um, have them check you out. They can do an ultrasound and they'll, they'll check viability and that kind of thing. We were like, okay. Um, and so we went, um, but, and I was supposed to have my appointment with them like the next day. So I was like, okay, it, it, it'll be fine until tomorrow. And, um, but, um, by the morning I knew it was a miscarriage. There was just too much blood and too much. Um, it was just too much. Like I knew that it was mm. like whatever had been there was gone. And, um, and so I was texting with the midwives and I, I was like, I really think that it's a miscarriage. It's a lot of blood. And I kept bleeding through the night and I just, I, I think that it, it's a miscarriage. And they were like, okay, well, um, here's the symptoms to look out for. If, you know, if you, um, are feeling lightheaded if you need you know just like all the all the scary sometimes you know um um definitely go into the hospital and 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 get checked out we're like okay okay um 
but so I I waited until like noon I think that day um but my and my sister-in-law came and um helped with the kids and I just at noon I was like I got up to go to the bathroom again and I like I was lightheaded I couldn't get off the toilet and I was like I I need help like there's something wrong and so my sister-in-law called my husband and she was like okay, you need to come and take her to the hospital. Like, I I will sit here with the kids. You need to come and take her to the hospital. He's like, okay. So, yeah, so we went to the hospital and everything. Um, I mean, the the baby was gone. They said that it, um, it has stopped developing at, like, eight weeks. And... Um, there, it, like I hadn't passed the matter yet, I guess, but it, they, it was imminent that it was going to pass, and it was, um, but they, um, said I needed to follow up and make sure that it did, um, with the HCG levels and everything, um, and so I chose to go back to the midwives for the H, HCG level, um, checks, and, um, thankfully I didn't need a DNC at all, came out, um, just with oils and herbs and, and things that they had. Um, and the HCG levels went down and, um, and yeah, things were, I guess, back to normal, but you know, it's, it's hard after you have a, a loss, even like so early. Um, Mm -hmm. it just, and it was unexpected. It wasn't something that we had dealt with before. Uh, my sister-in-law, she had had two miscarriages, one miscarriage um, before, and so she knew the the symptoms and signs, and so she would, that's that's part of the reason I um, having her here was such a blessing. Um, but she, yeah, she she was so helpful, um, even though like she she had had her miscarriage before she had kids, and so she, she was like, I'm sure it, it's different. I'm like, I'm sure it is, but it's so hopeful to have someone that, you know, has experienced that and then can, can help you feel okay, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that was kind of hard. And my husband kind of took it hard because he had told people, you know, and, and so that was, um, that was kind of hard for him. Um, But, you know, we, it was still one of those things that, you know, it's just an experience and we, you know, we got through it. It, it was fine. You know, I mean, not fine, fine, but you know, you just kind of, you have to move on or you're going to get overwhelmed, you know. And that's going to conclude part one of Sarah's birth journeys. Please join us next week to hear part two. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you were encouraged in some way through this story. As a reminder, please rate and review our podcast, and you can connect with us on social media at Birth Journeys Podcast. For more information or to share your own story, please visit birthjourneyspodcast.com and fill out the brief questionnaire. See you next time.